0: This is the SETN Podcast with Chris Forth
1: and Chandler Morrison, covering high school football in Chattanooga and the Southeast Tennessee area. The SETN Podcast.
0: Welcome in on SETN. Perhaps Chris Goforth, Chandler Morrison, we are glad to be with you, glad to be kicking off another Friday night of high school football. Welcome those of you joining us on our podcast. You can find us uh make sure you subscribe, rate and review. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Anchor.fm. You can find us in all of those places. Wherever you download your podcast from, you can certainly find us there. Uh, if you're an Apple Podcast guy like I am, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We would appreciate your five star ratings, and of course, uh, you can leave us a review as well. Check out our Facebook page while you're at it. You can find us on YouTube and SETN Preps. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at SETN Preps. Going out to a game on Friday night. Want to keep up with what else is going on? Give us a follow at SET and Preps. We got a lot of stuff going on. Chandler, we are headed down the. This is kind of like the stretch run here of the uh, of the regular season. Everything's going to build. We've got some big games. We're going to have McMinn County and Maryville coming up next week. You've got East Hamilton and uh, Anderson County next week. Both of those games will go to decide a region championship, and we're going to have Ray County Soddy Daisy going on this week. That will determine a region championship, so a lot of things are are going to shake out here over these, uh, counting this week, the final three weeks of the regular season. So some great stuff going on. Chandler, I want you to tell everybody about Playoffology and how they can find your bracket projections and breakdowns here over the next uh, couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, and so if you're listening to the SET and Preps Network, we're now a network, Chris. We have multiple shows. How great does that sound? Um, we, we have three shows a week now with R2 preview and recap during the week, and now we have Playoffology, which will go until the playoffs, and we have some other things planned for the playoffs. We'll get to that later. But uh, we have Playoffology. We project the playoffs. Uh, we tell you whether your team is going to make the playoffs. They're going to have a home game, away game. You know who's on the bubble, who's not, who's got to win this week, who's who's who's. What are some of the best bubble games to watch? Because we talk about the best games, best matchups a lot of times, Chris. But sometimes we don't talk about the bubble games that depend on whether a team gets into the playoffs or not. So that's what we're going to talk about there. Uh, me and John have some great segments coming up this next week. If you haven't listened or watched to Playoffology, you can find it on Facebook, you can find it on IGTV, and you can find it on YouTube for this week. And uh, you can also find it. If you go, if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, whatever it is, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you can go and you can go back an episode and it's actually Playoffology on the podcast. You can listen to it. You can watch it. You can find it just about anywhere we're at on social media. Uh, just, uh, it's, it's a great show. I think me and John had a blast. I think it's going to be a little bit shorter here in the next few weeks now that we've got the brackets and everything kind of laid out. Now it's just the changes. So. I think it's going to be a great show. I think it's going to be a great show next week. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Go back and watch it after you listen to this podcast.
0: All right. So there you have it. That's Playoffology. You can find that. It's uh, it's available right here uh, on this channel, wherever you are downloading us from. We want to welcome those of you joining us on radio, on WEPG in South Pittsburgh, and WSDQ in Dunlap as well. If you don't listen to the podcast, we encourage you to check that out because there's usually more. On the podcast In the radio, the you kind of get time. the, yeah, you, you kind of get the, you kind of get an edited, abbreviated version on radio. But if you, uh, if you download the podcast, you get the, you get the the whole kit and caboodle. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and hop into our games this week. One thing I want to make note of Chandler, Red Bank Brainerd this week has been canceled. That is as far as I know right now, that is the only game in our area uh, as you and I are recording this, that has been uh, postponed at this point, so I know of nothing else, and for Red Bank, that's big. I think Red Bank has played like one game in five weeks or something. They're they're kind of going through that stretch like what South Pittsburgh's kind of been going through with so many games being canceled um, over the, the, the course of, uh, of a stretch of weeks, so that's kind of what Red Bank's having to deal with with some of the same thing right now, so
1: and that was a COVID case for Red Bank. right? Yes,
0: yes, it so, was. And,
1: and Chris, I want to say this real quick. That's huge, and we will talk about more of that that on playoffology. But that is huge because right now Brainerd and Red Bank were kind of you know two and three right there, and I think that could have some implications later on down the road. Maybe even get Brainerd a home playoff game because I don't think they're going to be able to make up that game.
0: Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to look and see as it sets right now. You know, Brainerd could uh, Brainerd could do it on the twenty third. Because uh, next week, by the way, because they were supposed to play Tyner, so they mm-hmm. could skip Tyner and be able to uh, be able to play that game. Now, as far as Red Bank goes, let me take a quick look here. At they have uh, two
1: region games left after this Brainerd game, for what I'm looking at right here, so I don't think they're going to be able to reschedule that one.
0: Let's see. Now I have the schedule. I have Red Bank has Red Bank has the 23rd off.
1: Now, I'm on Coach T. We'll have to talk about this later. I've got McMinn Central on the 23rd. Okay, they moved
0: the McMinn Central game from the 18th of October to the 23rd because uh, because of a COVID case. So you're exactly right. This may go down as a loss for Red Bank, and that could be huge. Uh, in the playoffs. More on that going forward, but that is the one game right now that we know of, and that's a tough, tough situation for Red Bank to be in. Let's talk about some games that will be played this week. How about McMinn County and Cleveland? This is a region game. And Chandler, the question I have right now, not just about this game, but about high school football in our area, period, is is there anybody that can stop McMinn County on the ground? Because they have been as close this year – to unstoppable as anybody we have seen. Since week one, All right, and they were a little slow coming out of the gate, big rivalry game for them going up against McMinn Central. But since that game against McMinn Central, McMinn County has scored 55, 56, 63, 42, 55, and 50. They are beating people, Chandler, the way great football teams do. Now, I do think that Cleveland is going to be the best team that McMinn County has faced so far this year. Cleveland was 3-2 and two at one point in time in the season. They've lost back-to-back games badly to Bradley and to Shelbyville. Neither one of those games were close. Cleveland lost a lot of guys off their defense from last year, They've been giving up points this year in bunches. We haven't talked much about them because they've been kind of middle of the road so far this year. But this is one where if you're Cleveland, you can jump up and take this one. Be a huge, huge boost for those guys, given kind of how this season has gone for them the last couple of weeks. And as I mentioned at the start of the show today, McMinn County and Maryville, that's a big one coming up next week. But let me tell you, if you stub your toe and you get caught looking ahead in your McMinn County, Suddenly, that game next week against Maryville isn't nearly as big if you don't take care of business this week against Cleveland.
1: Yeah, and you say who can stop at County on the ground? I'll do you one better, Chris. Who can stop Jalen Hunt on the ground? He accounts for forty-eight percent of the County's offense. He accounts for thirty-nine percent of the team scoring from the stats I have. I think I have complete stats. Don't quote me on that. Uh, you know, because in County, you know they are an eighty. They are one of the rare exceptions in our in in, in really high school football around here where. They are an eighty twenty run offense. Eighty percent of the time, they're going to run, and that's eighty percent of their offense. Here's the thing: no one's been able to get close to them. It's not even been you know. It's not even some. No one sniffed the cleats as they went by. That's that's how good McMinn County and Jalen Hunt has been. You know, I, I, I hope Cleveland makes a you know gets a, gets a little momentum in this game. I just don't know whether they're going to be able to even you know, even hold the cleats of McMinn County's offensive line because I think right now that is the biggest asset for McMinn County is that offensive line they have because you can talk all you want about how Jalen Hunt is running, how they run the ball all the time. You can't run without a great offensive line. I don't know if you remember last year when you talk about the NFL, you know Derrick Henry, the lineman told him, said, we want you to get that rushing title because that's not just for you. That's for us too because here's the thing. You know, the rushing yards you get on the ground, that's, that's you know, it's 50-50 linemen and, uh, and running back. That's that's who gets those yards, and that's really the only recognition sometimes that our linemen get. Uh, but, you know, I, I got to say, I, I think McMinn County's offensive line is just going to be too much for Cleveland, and that, that's the feeling I get going into this game.
0: Yeah, same here, same here. Let's go to Walker Valley and East Hamilton. This may be the best matchup of the week. Honestly, you're talking about a matchup of two of the best quarterbacks in the area, Tucker Pope from Walker Valley, Haynes Eller from East Hamilton. East Hamilton has rebounded nicely since losing to Red Bank. They've scored 46, 68, and 48 since that game. And that's kind of the way their season has been for East Hamilton. Outside of Red Bank, they really haven't been challenged yet. They've pretty much been running away from people. Now, this is a little bit of a a little teacher-student matchup here. East Hamilton head coach Grant Reynolds, he was at one time the defensive coordinator at Boyd Buchanan when Drew Aikens was the quarterback at Boyd Buchanan, leading the Buccaneers to a state championship. He's now, Drew Aikens, the head coach at Walker Valley. So these two guys, they know each other well. It goes way, way back to uh, the early part of the 2000s when uh, Drew Aikens and, of course, his dad, Robert Aikens, was the head coach at Boyd Buchanan, Charles Fant, who's now the head coach at Notre Dame, was on that staff. Grant Reynolds was the defensive coordinator. And uh, they won, you know, went to three straight state championships and, and ended up winning one. Walker Valley had put up big numbers the last three weeks. They've scored 49, 47, and 41. But none of those teams have been as good as what East Hamilton is. This is a game and a chance you know, for, for Walker Valley to really get a quality win headed down the final stretch of the season. Again, I think this has a, the possibility of being one of the best games, if not the best game, uh, on Friday night. And I mentioned it before, East Hamilton, Anderson County, That game is at Anderson County, and that is next week, and that will go to determine that uh, region title in in Class 4A.
1: Chris, I think East Hamilton is one of the best teams in our area. We'll talk about them more when we talk about the rankings here in a little bit. For me, Walker Valley, I've just got to see them finish. And and I know you know, we've said, hey, 49, 47, 41, blowouts in their last three games, Chris. But in the games that they have been tight, in the games where – you know, it's it's come down to the wire. They just cannot finish. Bradley Central, they led them – I think at one point they led them by, you know, 17 or 21 nothing or something like that or 21-7. Lost that game 37-34. Ray County, they led them pretty much the entire game until late in the fourth quarter. Ray County scores two back-to-back touchdowns, takes the lead in that one, 31-28. I want to see Walker Valley finish. I want to see Walker Valley go into, the, go into a stadium, play a complete game of football. You can play 90% of a game, but if you don't play the last 10%, it's everything else is worthless, especially when you play teams as good as Ray County, Bradley Central, and now East Hamilton that they've got. I just want to see Walker Valley step up and finish a game.
0: Walker Valley still, by the way, they still have a game left. Uh, the final week of the regular season, they're going to play Soddy Daisy. We'll talk about Soddy Daisy and Ray County. Coming up here in a few minutes. That is a game. Depending on what happens Friday night, that is a game that uh, could be for a region championship as well. So Walker Valley not out of it yet in uh, in their region. So we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk more about that uh, Ray County Saudi Daisy game coming up here uh, in just a few. Let's go to Oneida now and Megs County. Look, Chandler, I-, I think for this game, I think Megs County is going to be able to name their own score. I mean, I, I legit don't think there's anybody in 2A in East Tennessee that can hang with these guys. Um, I'm not buying Hampton, okay? I have seen it too many times in the past, those 2A teams in Upper East Tennessee, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Hampton and others, it is fool's gold with those guys. Um, They they don't play anybody during the regular season, and they haven't beaten – Hampton has not beaten anybody close to the caliber of a South Pittsburgh. They're not going to play anybody – Close to the caliber of, of a South Pittsburgh. I think this Meggs County team is maybe a little more rounded than what they were a year ago. I did want to talk about this game though because Oneida is one of those programs. They're a traditional, what I would consider to be a traditional small school powerhouse uh, at, at the 1A and 2A levels. And, and over the years, you know, when Boyd Buchanan was in the public schools, uh, you know, I think they played Oneida. Uh, South Pittsburgh's played them several times. I think Marion County's played them a couple of times. They're one of those perennial teams that's just about always in the playoffs. They are not that kind of team this year. They do have a kid named Colby Morgan who is going to be the kid to watch for them. And he's one of those, just a really, really good high school football player. He's, a, he's an all state punter. In 2A, he's probably going to get a chance to be a punter uh, at the collegiate level, but he's a good running back. He'll play defense. He'll return kicks. He's kind of that guy for Oneida, so he's one that you'll watch. Where this game, though, is going to be won or lost, because I do think Oneida's got some pretty good skill, people, but where I think this game's going to be won or lost lost will be in the offensive line. And we know how good Megs County is up front and the way that offensive line was able to take over that game last week against South Pittsburgh. They'll do the same thing again to Oneida. I think Meigs County wins this one running away.
1: Yeah, I'm just glad to see that someone is watching playoffology. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming that's where the Hampton reference came from there, Chris. You know, uh, and like I said, I think I told John yesterday that I think that Meigs County is going to be the one out of that, out of that pod and they'll probably be playing maybe possibly one of our area themes. So that's kind of what we're looking at there. But, you know, last time Oneida won against Meigs County was 2015. Um, to me, it's not really been that close most games, except for that game where Oneida won, it's not really been close. It's not It's not really been a tie game all the time. It's just It's just been, you know, Meigs County just dominating. And uh, even if it is defensively, where I think one game they, they, it was like 24-3, which is not like a traditional blowout Chris but you know it was one of those things where you know Mexicans were just dominant on defense that night not maybe on offense um, to me I, I think you're right when you say that the County is just just they feel like they're more complete than they were last year
0: yeah and that's not taking anything away from those kids from last year no. or no, what they know. did I'm not trying to take anything away from them at all it's just a different football team at uh, at Meigs County this year in terms of what they can do. I, I think they're able to throw the football a little bit better this year than what they could in, in years past. So uh, that's going to be a fun one, though, uh, Meigs County and Oneida. And, uh, you know, best of luck to uh, to the Tigers. I, I hope they get one and uh, they can go ahead and seal up another, another region title. Let's talk about another game where a region title will hang in the balance. That is Ray County and Soddy Daisy. A win by Ray County, and they seal up first place and home field advantage in the playoffs. This will be the third year in a row now that this game has determined who wins that region. The previous two years, it has been Saudi Daisy, the Trojans, back-to-back region champions. That's not something that has ever happened before ever, ever at Saudi Daisy, and they've been able to do it uh, consecutive years like this. If Soddy beats Ray, that makes that game we talked about just a moment ago between Soddy Daisy and Walker Valley the final week of the season. That game will then be the, uh, a region championship if Soddy Daisy can, can beat both Ray County and Walker Valley. That would give Sodi three region titles in a row. This is going to be our game, by the way, on the CW on Friday night. And I talked to Justin Barnes at Saudi Daisy this week. He said he feels like they're getting better offensively. He said they were slow out of the gate. Um, and, and he talked about having a lot of new players on offense and said he thought that, you know, not having their seven-on-seven, seven, not having a normal spring practice and a normal summer where they would go and compete with the seven-on-seven seven stuff, he feels like that really hindered them, especially in the early part of this season. The one thing that he did tell me that he thinks they are better at this year than they have been in the past is running the ball. And he told me about Tanner Wittenberger, who is a freshman running back at Soddy Daisy. And Coach Barnes said, this is a kid. He goes, I've been hearing about him since he was in middle school. And people have talked about how talented this kid is. And he said, we've brought him up. And certainly he's been able to step on the field right away and compete as a freshman. And when you can compete, and play at a freshman at the level uh, that Soddy Daisy plays at in that 5A classification, that's huge. He said they're also running Isaac Barnes, friend of the show, they're also running Isaac Barnes more than what they have been in the past. Now, Soddy's not the only one that's going to start some young people. Ray County's starting three freshmen on offense, including Caleb Martin, their quarterback. He's a ninth grader. And Ethan Davis, one of their wingbacks, uh, is uh, is also a freshman. Davis, along with Dalton Hampton, who's the other wingback, they may have two guys this year that go over 1,000 yards rushing by the, by the end of the season. I think this has – last year we had this game on TV, there were four offensive possessions in the first half. Saudi Daisy had two and Ray County had two. It was a very slow-paced game, but I thought it was a great game. It came right down to the end, and Saudi Daisy won it fourteen to seven. They come into this game; they've won two straight. Ray County seven zero. They didn't play last week. They got a COVID win over Red Bank, so I think we're talking about two teams that are in really good shape right now. I think both of them are playing really good ball coming into this week. I think it's going to be a fun game Friday night.
1: I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. And I think, I think Saya Daisy does have more of a chance than a lot of people are going to give them credit for, because I think everybody's just kind of penciling in Ray County because we've seen what Ray County is. And I, and I don't blame people. I don't blame them for what they see, but um, I, I do want to give credit where credit is due. We're side Daisy. And I, I think that side Daisy is better than we give them credit for uh, a couple of nuggets on this one. These two teams have played each other every year since 1995, uh, you know, we talk about a lot of our area schools. They move between region to region. We talk about a lot of, you know, non-rivalries that don't really play each other a lot. Like we just talk about Donata. They played every every year since 2015. Before that, I, they had not played for like, you know, 15 years before that at least. Uh, with Ray County and Daisy, I think it's good to see two schools that have played each other for so long and just have such a history against each other. Um, by the way, Ray County, eight straight regular season game win streak uh, on the line in this one. And, by the way, their last regular season loss.
0: Saudi Daisy. Saudi Daisy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, again, this was a really great game to watch. I know, you know, you talk about it being kind of slow in a a 14-7 game. A lot of people probably think I'm, uh, you know, boy, that sounds boring. But I can tell you it wasn't. Uh, It was a lot of drama in that game last year. And I expect more of the same Friday night. I'm I'm really – I'm excited about it. All right, we come back. We'll have we'll have a little bit more. If you're joining us on the podcast, hang on. We've got a lot more when we come back. We'll get to our large school and our small school rankings. We'll tell you who we think the best teams in the area are. If you're listening on a radio, sit tight. Chandler and I will come back. We will wrap it up for this edition of SETN Preps. We're back in just a minute.
1: Hey, guys, it's Chandler Morrison from the SCT and Preps Podcast. I am so excited to tell you about our new show on the SCT and Preps Network. It's called Playoffology with me, John Boston, and Will Frizzell. Listen, it's going to be a great show. We're going to talk about the playoffs. Playoffs? What are you talking about the playoffs? We can't even win a game. Listen, we're going to talk about the playoffs, where your team is going to be, whether they're going to be at home, on the road, how far they're going into the playoffs, maybe a state championship run for some teams. Listen, you're going to love it. It's called Playoffology every Tuesday on social media and on the SETM Preps Network podcast. You can find it wherever podcasts are found. You can find it on social media, setmpreps.com slash Facebook, on IGTV. We'll have that on there too, and on our YouTube channel, SETM Preps.
0: Back on in Preps, Chris forth Chandler Morrison, as uh, we are set to give you our rankings for the week. Chandler, I don't remember now whose week it is to go first, so... I'm going to be nice this week. I'm going to let you go first. But let's start with your large school classification. We'll go with the small schools last. Let's go large school. This is 4A, 5A, 6A, and all of the privates. Rank them for me.
1: Yeah, and by the way, this week kind of annihilated my, my rankings, and I had to move a lot of things around um, compared to last week. Uh, uh, and you'll see that from the get-go, Chris, as we talk about the large schools, number five, I've got Baylor. I've dropped them down all the way to number five after the loss to Father Ryan. I just think that they have kind of fallen off the map. I still think they're better than a lot of our area teams because Father Ryan's a good team. You know, they're in Division II, AAA. It's not like they're not going to beat any of our area teams or anything like that. It's not that they're not as good as those teams. It's just now their playoff chances and their their home team play, all that just goes out the window um, after the two straight losses to McCauley and then Father Ryan. Uh, number four, I've got Ray County. I think they are a very solid team. I think they they just got a lot going for them. Eight and zero, or eight and I think it's seven and zero, excuse me, um, including the COVID win. I, I think that the Saudi Daisy game is going to determine the the region championship because I think Ray County will probably end up getting the dub in that, and they will probably staying my in my rankings. Uh, number three, I, I've got East Hamilton. Um, I think East Hamilton is solid. I think right now that if Ray County and East Hamilton played, I think East Hamilton's getting the dub. I just think they have been so impressive this year. Haynes Eller is a lights-out quarterback. Uh, He just impressed me every time I see him out there on the field. Um, I've got East Hamilton at number three. Number two, I've got McMinn County. I think they are – honestly, Chris, they could play McCauley McCauley right now. I think that McCauley defense is solid who I've got at number one, by the way, uh, no no shocker there, Macaulay at number one. I think that McVean County would play one heck of a game against Macaulay, even though it's a, a 6A school versus a Division II AAA school. I, I I think that would be one heck of a matchup. I still think McCaulay would take that uh, if they were to play, so that's why I've got them at num- numero uno.
0: Well, Chandler, we have uh, basically the same top five. The only thing that I wow. will add is I was actually copping out this week, and I was putting Bradley Central tied with Baylor for number five. I do think uh, those are the two best two-loss teams in our area. They've both played really tough competition. Uh, both of them have quality losses, and so you know, Bradley lost to Farragut. They lost to Maryville. Baylor lost to McCauley and to Father Ryan, so it's really hard to fault either one of them too much. So, Basically, I have the same thing as you only uh, I couldn't decide, so I've got a tie at number five between uh, uh, Bradley Central and Baylor. How about the small schools?
1: So my small schools has changed significantly and I think it comes down to one one game and that's the Make case, a fifth game. We'll talk about that in a minute. Number five, I've got Bledsoe County. I, I've moved them down. I think I had them at number four previously because I've got Brainerd at number four. I think Brainerd is is really impressive and I think Brainerd is going to get an opportunity to get a number two seat in the playoffs, which, uh, you know, I, I think – I try not to take that into account, but I think Brainerd has been, just been so impressive, and now they're going to be even more impressive because of the, the seating they gonna get in the playoffs and how that could help them down the road, especially who they might have to play in that other region. Uh, number three, I've got South Pittsburgh. I, I think South Pittsburgh is still a great team. I still think they're one of the best teams in our area. I mean, it was still a one-score game. Even though Megs dominated through the first half of that game, I think what we saw with South Pittsburgh was it was a – I don't want to make excuses for anybody. It was a rainy field that were coming off of, what, three, uh, two weeks of not playing anybody, you know, and, and four weeks of playing one team uh, a month. Uh, you know, I, I can't fault them that much because of that missed playing time. Uh, I've got them at number three. I've got Megs at number two. And, and at number, number one, I have Red Bank. I still think, even with, with missing a lot of games, I think Red Bank could beat anybody in the small schools in our area. And maybe and we know they, they beat at least one in our top five, Chris, It's East Hamilton. So I think they could play ball with just, just about – outside of one, maybe one or two teams, they could play ball with just about anyone in our area.
0: Chandler, I think in the three years that you and I have, three seasons that you and I have been doing this podcast together, and – for three seasons we've been doing these rankings every week during the regular season. This is the only time that I can think of when you and I had the same exact same teams in the exact same order for both the large school and the small schools. But I've got the exact same in the exact same order. Bledsoe at five, Brainerd four, South Pittsburgh's three, Megs County's number two, Red Bank is number one. If we can ever just get Red Bank on the field. Yeah, that, you know, that's, that's the big thing with him. I yeah, mean, I mean that's that... let, let's get Red Bank on the field so we can be reminded again. Remember back early in the season when all the talk was about how dominant that defensive line was. I'd sure like to see that defensive line get back on the field again because it feels like it has been an eternity since the last time uh Red Bank played anybody.
1: Yeah, and Chris, you know, two things real quick on the on these rankings. One, I had serious thoughts about moving Red Bank down and putting Meigs County at one just because we have not seen them on the field. And, you know, honestly, you remember, we remember that Sweetwater game. They were playing Sweetwater. They were struggling against Sweetwater until like in the fourth quarter, which you would expect they're getting a little rust off and all that kind of stuff. Uh, To me, Chris, I I had serious thoughts. Now I didn't move them down because I think Red Bank is still Red Bank and they're still great, but that was a serious thought for me and, 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 by the way, if I had number six, if I had copped out like you did, I would have had Bradley Central uh, tied for Baylor. Uh, that, that would have been. So we basically do have the same, excuse me, rankings. Uh, and I don't think we've, we've had that. I think we have been one off on both rankings before. I think we've had the small school the same before plenty of times, and maybe even the large school. But we've not ever had – I don't think we've ever had both of them on the same week the exact same ranking at the same time.
0: Red Bank has played one game since September the 12th. Mm. September the 11th, Chandler, they played East Hamilton. You were there that night, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, since you saw Red Bank play in person that night, they played one game.
1: Oh, we're not going this route, Chris. We're not going this route. So,
0: I'm not saying anything.
1: I don't want Chris Brown on my Chris, after this podcast, I'm going to get a... A very, very long paragraph message on Twitter from Chris Brown. Said, I'm just Never, saying. Come to Red Bank again.
0: I'm just come saying. They've only played one game. Now, They again, they did beat Sweetwater in that Ooh. game they played. But, you know, the game against McMinn Central had to be rescheduled. The game against South Pittsburgh was canceled. They played Sweetwater and won. They had to take a COVID loss to Ray County last week. And... I guess they're going to end up having to take a loss to Brainerd this week because I don't think that game's going to be able to ma- be made up either. So, um, Yeah,
1: mentioning in that game, Chris, I, I wonder if, if there's some way, because I think McMinn Central is completely out of the playoff picture. I wonder if there's some way that someone can intervene and say, listen, you were supposed to play McMinn Central, but because they're not in the playoff picture and this is going to determine who's our second. In third C, could we get Brainerd and Red Bank to play each other? I think that would be. I wonder if someone can intervene. I wonder who has to do something to do that. But. I think that would that be game would be thing. for the
0: first and or well, no, there's still the game against Loudon. I mean, Red Bank still yeah. has Loudon coming up in the in the final yeah. the final week of the season, so that game could come down to determine a region championship. Yeah. I'm not ready to concede the region championship yet to Loudon.
1: So, no, I'm not either. But but here's the thing: you got to think about if if they don't play and Red Bank loses, they're a three seed, but they won't have a chance to to fight for that two seed because they took the COVID well, they didn't yeah. make a loss, but Brainerd got the win there. So right. to me, if we can, I wonder if someone could intervene and say, listen, Men Central is out of the playoff picture completely. Let's at least play somebody that is going to have some kind of impact on the playoffs here because we do need we do need a game to decide who's second and third. We don't want it to come down to a COVID loss if we can help it. Or goals win, I should say.
0: Yeah, that's that's you, you don't want that. I don't think the coaches want to see that. I think they would like to, you know, just like the rest of us, they want to see these games get get solved and get played and and.
1: Yeah, and I got to say, we went real quick from Chris Brown being so mad at me he never wanted to see me again to probably being on my side for that last you, part. You, so, so if I get if if Chris Brown is on Twitter tomorrow and he gets passive aggressive, that's why y'all just y'all just. <laughs>
0: You've redeemed yourself, Chandler. You've redeemed yourself. I tried to. Even though nobody got sick in Red Bank until you showed up. So I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. All right. That's going to do it for us this week here on SETN Preps. Uh, Don't forget, check us out on Twitter, at SETN Preps. We'll keep you updated on all of your Friday night High School Football Action. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We're out there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Anchor.fm. We're also on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our little website at setnpreps.com. So uh, you can find us there. That's going to do it for us. Go enjoy some high school football. Chandler and I will be back with you. Next episode will drop on Monday, and we'll review this Friday night of prep football action.
1: Do you ever feel like your voice isn't heard when you're listening to a podcast? You want to yell, you want to scream, or you just want to tell us that we're doing a good job or maybe we might actually be right? Imagine that. Then go to anchor.fm, you can go on the app, you can go on the website, you can go right on your phone on the browser. And you can record a voice message. That's right. You can let your voice be heard on the SCTN Preps podcast. Just go to anchor.fm and go to our page, SCTN Preps, and you can leave a voice message and tell us what you think.